I have become obsessed with not living a distracted life, doing things with intention and powering through difficult or uncomfortable tasks rather than putting them off or getting sidetracked. We are facing more distractions than ever today, so I wanted to get to the root of what distractions really are and how we can actually avoid distractions in our lives so we can move forward on things that matter to us and spend less time jumping around from thing to thing. I also wanted to learn about our relationships and how distractions play into them and how they affect them. And boy, did I earn a lot. This is a work in progress for me, not something that I have mastered. But that's the point. Recognizing what you're currently doing that you want to change, learning from experts about the best ways to do it, then putting an action plan together to make it happen. Today, I'm sharing all that I've learned about focusing on what's important, having self-control to avoid distractions, and how to be happier as a result. How to be awesome at not living a distracted life. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited you're here and I'm excited for this episode. This is one of those things that I started researching because I realized that it was a flaw in my life and the way I was doing things that I had accumulated habits that were allowing me to be distracted off and on all day. Like most of us, I have a very full life. I'm trying to do lots of things and manage kids and run a business and a house and still have time for my husband and friends and myself and all the things. So we have to be eliminate distractions, eliminate things that are a waste of time in order to really be able to move the needle. Life, I feel like, is so much routine and all the things you must do that the amount of time that we have to actually work towards our goals or spend time on things that really matter to us, because you know, it shrinks really easily. So avoiding distractions is very key. It's also key in having these really great deep relationships like we want to with our friends, with our family, with our kids if you have them with anyone that you love and that's important to you. And as we know, there are more distractions now than ever. If you did not listen to my podcast yet about having a healthy relationship with social media, you must listen to that and having a healthy relationship with your phone. Listen to those. Now, this is a different take on it. This takes it sort of a step beyond. We're talking about distractions in general, not just technology distractions, and the different kinds of distractions. I really took a deep dive here into what psychologists say and different studies. I have lots of great information from the actual experts. Like I said in the introduction, this one is not something I mastered. I am not yet, my friends, awesome at not being distracted. And I feel like I am a very focused and motivated person, but it's so easy to, and I think sometimes we kind of categorize it as, um, as just trying to be super efficient or multitask. Sorry, that's what I was looking for. Sometimes I just think I'm multitasking, right? I'm gonna check my email while I'm waiting for this to load. But before you know it, your head's in four places and you're not really focusing on 
what you're trying to do. So I've tried to become more intentional about setting out exactly what I want to do and being very intentional with my time. There are parts of this podcast that are super freeing that like allow you to have free time and not feel like it's a waste of time because you're doing it with intention. So I love this. I think that all of us could use this this topic in some way. Some of us more, some of us less. Sometimes we go through phases, you know, ages and stages where we could use this pep talk a little bit more than other times. But I'm telling you, I needed something because I was just letting, I was letting distractions into my life so much and I've gotten better, but I still need this podcast as much as anyone else. You know, when you're hanging out with someone and your phone dings with a text message and you just can't resist I realized that I was missing moments because I'm around my kids all the time. I take care of them full time, but I also am trying to do a business at the same time. It's it's a difficult balance as any working mom knows, but I realized because I'm always sort of doing both, I was allowing those distractions into the quality time. So it is a tricky fine line and it's a slippery slope and we still need to get all of our things done. So today we're breaking it down. First up, We need to understand that we're living in the greatest information time ever. We can find anything online. So we know how to do most things, right? If you really want to quit smoking or drink less or lose weight or start a business, we can't really say anymore that we don't know how because the the school of Google can teach you anything. I really think if you spend 12 hours on YouTube and Google and podcasts, you can learn enough about anything. So we can't use that excuse anymore. So getting ahead with your goals and dreams is not just about making progress towards them, but putting your head down and and grinding hard. It's also about avoiding distractions. This is so huge. And again, in my other podcast that I did about this, we learned that so often our day It's either you rule your day or your day rules you. And we talked about having certain times for technology in your phone because if you just wake up and you're checking social media and you're checking your email, then you're just on reactionary mode all day and you're not actually prioritizing your main objectives and your main goals. So whatever it is that you say is important to you in your life, how do you make sure you do those things? Okay, let's define distraction. The opposite of distraction is traction. Traction is any action that pulls you towards what you want, something with intent. Distraction is any action that pulls you away from what you want, often without intent. So traction and distraction. There are all sorts of types of distraction, and we're going to get into an external trigger and an internal trigger with distractions, but I'm talking about When something is uncomfortable, you make a distraction. So say I'm writing a blog post and I'm jamming and I'm jamming and all of a sudden I kind of hit something where I'm like, I don't know how to word this. Rather than powering through it and finishing and sending it off to my team, all, you know what, I'm just going to think about that for a second. I'm going to go check my email and see if anything came in. Oh, this came in. Let me reply to this. And then that leads to something else. And then I need to ping my team to make sure they ship this out. And then I come back to the blog post and now I've lost momentum on it. So a lot of times these distractions are not just like your classic distraction where your your text message dings or your phone rings or your social media dings on your phone and you're distracted that way. That's a huge one. But also these distractions that we do to ourselves to avoid something uncomfortable. 
Sometimes we do it during workouts. I'll totally do this if I don't have a set amount of time. If I do if I do my day perfectly, I wake up, I get my workout in before anyone's awake, and then right when I'm done, I wake up the kids. But if for some reason I work late and I don't get my workout in in the morning and I have to shift my schedule around, if I don't have that exact end time, it is so easy to stop the workout halfway through, respond to an email, I see my text coming in, you know? And the whole concept is because we're trying to avoid something uncomfortable. The workout's getting hard. You don't really want to do it. So you'll distract. Have you ever done an hour workout in two hours because you stop and you fidget with something and you're distracted? Again, traction is any action that pulls you towards what you want. Distraction is any action that pulls you away from what you want. This whole concept in researching it was so freeing because it allows you to do what you want to do. Let's talk about your hobbies and your free time. Say you want to play video games or binge watch Netflix. Do that. That's good. That's what you want to do. That's what makes you happy. But do it in your free time with intention. Don't make it these distraction moments without intention. So again, say you need to finish a homework assignment or say you need to fire off um, an email to your kid's school that you're just, you know, that you're, you've are you been avoiding doing, that's stressing to do. And so maybe that's when you, then maybe you'll turn on your social media because you're like, ah, let me just, let me just check on social for a couple minutes and then I'll do that. What I'm saying is, is these hobbies are best when you do them with intention in your free time, not in little spurts in between things to avoid things. And by checking our social media, our Slack, our Instagram, our email, our text message, our messages all the time, it makes us slaves to the quote urgent, which we all know usually isn't urgent, at the sacrifice of the important things that we want to do. That was so powerful for me because I get lots of emails and text messages like so many of us and I often will just start responding. I want to be really timely in my responses, but then I realize at the end of the day, what did I really do to move the needle towards any of my main objectives? Not a lot. And of course, technology. I think that we should not blame technology for this, but we need to acknowledge that it's a huge factor. It's easier than ever to be distracted because of technology. And it's a lot of times how we engage when we're feeling something, like you feel lonely and so you'll check your Facebook or you check your likes on Instagram. I've realized so much in my own life, I'd wake up and have an agenda, but then the calls would come in and the email dings. And before you know it, I'm attending to those and not the goals that I've set out. So we have to realize that we're doing this and let's figure out why. Two things, external trigger, internal trigger. An external trigger is anything in your environment that distracts you. So maybe it's an alarm on your phone, external trigger. Doesn't mean it's always bad. It could be an alarm on your phone saying, oh, it's time to get dressed and leave for your workout class. Perfect. That's moving you towards one of your goals to be healthy. So that trigger is a positive trigger. But that same notification, that same alarm could also interrupt quality time or it could stop you from doing a project or a work project that you need to get done. So in that way, it's moving you towards a distraction. An internal trigger is actually, surprisingly, where most distractions start. This is the root cause of why we get distracted. And here's the key, because we are trying to avoid discomfort. One of the very first podcast episodes I did is how to be awesome at getting uncomfortable. And I think the more 
we put ourselves in situations to be uncomfortable, the more agile we are. That's why I love cold showers. You get in there. It's uncomfortable. But you did it. You showed yourself you're a tiger. You jam out of that shower and you're like, let's go. We have to embrace being uncomfortable because the majority of why we let ourselves get distracted is because we're trying to avoid discomfort. And psychologists say that that's the main reason why we do most things, right? We try to avoid discomfort. So you're super, super hungry. That's uncomfortable. So you eat. Then you eat a lot and you're full. So you stop because that's uncomfortable. It's freezing outside. So you put a jacket on because it's uncomfortable to be that cold. Then you get inside, like picture you're done skiing and you still have all your gear on. Then you're blazing hot inside. So you take your jacket off so that you're not too hot. We're trained to avoid discomfort. And in a lot of ways, it's a good thing. But it can also really add to these distraction habits. When you're feeling lonely, you check Instagram. When you're doing something hard and tedious, you check the news or check the sports scores. Experts, I I read that one expert said in one of the articles I read was, Time management is really pain management, which I thought was so interesting and really spoke to this point. We have to deal with this fact. We are trying to escape something uncomfortable most of the time when we allow ourselves to get distracted. If we don't understand this, we will always be distracted. So we have to learn new methods to cope with it. This is essential for the change. For me, it was just recognizing it and the hardest part having self-control. Self-control can be so difficult, especially when you see something. Like say you see an email pop up and you see the first couple words. It's like, ah, I got to see what the rest of that says. But like I said, this is a work in progress for me. But just knowing all this is so powerful and allows you to make better decisions. We are so uncomfortable doing nothing these days. We need some sort of sensation. So it's, but it's good to get bored. I really, really, really don't like the word bored, but I can't think of a better word in this in this scenario. It's good to have that downtime. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Downtime is good. This is what makes us get up and get out, learn new things or discover something new or start a business. That desire for more, that burning desire, we often need that idle time in order to get that. I think the answer is, to figure out how to push towards traction, not distraction. Figure out what habits you are doing on the regular and really work to have self-control, embrace discomfort, and push through it. If the brain feels discomfort and wants to avoid it, it forms a habit around this. So we have two choices. We either fix the discomfort or we can create tactics that we can use for things we can't solve. One thing that experts pretty much agreed on across the board is that removing something or avoiding something 1,000%, like a hard stop, does not work. For many behaviors, it completely backfires. Example, you know when you do a super, super restricted diet, super restricted, if you end up overindulging in the other direction, like it's just too extreme and then you end up going overboard and overindulging l- like way more, you're relieving that discomfort 
That's why I always say I believe in kind of the middle road, everything in moderation. And I don't think that it will work if you try to completely avoid something completely, like deleting email completely or you know eliminating a phone. I think that all these things, we just need to learn how to have the healthiest habits around them. Because it's interesting, we do things to just relieve that discomfort. You know, if you just have like chicken and vegetables, chicken and vegetables, you just need something and then you eat it and you're like, ah, I just relieve that discomfort. So often this is the same with our behaviors and our habits. It's all about self-control. Okay, so you know I love a hack. This is the best hack that I read in regards to all this. And it's just to give yourself 10 minutes. Psychologists call this, quote, surfing the urge. They say emotions are like waves, so you can surf the urges. Just make yourself wait 10 minutes. I do this when I'm going to overeat at night. I am pretty good with my healthy eating throughout the day and I'll have, you know, healthy snacks. But if I if I really would ever like overindulge, it's always at night. I'm tired, everyone's in bed, like it just sounds so good. But if and and listen, I believe in eat when you're hungry and all that stuff. But you know what I mean? You're talking I'm talking about when I'm going to eat or overeat or eat the wrong things so that my stomach hurts, I don't sleep well, like it's just never a great idea. So when I'm going to, when I when I feel the urge to have those like late night snacks when I'm not hungry, I try to not give in to the initial urge, but just tell myself, just give it a beat. Just see how you feel. Again, I do not believe in extreme. I don't believe in juice cleanses. I don't believe in extreme dieting. I just think they all could work in the short term, but I think that it can backfire. And I like plans that are slow and steady win the race and that can work over the long term rather than something that's kind of shocking to the system. So for 10 minutes, Feel the sensation, feel all the feelings. Don't judge yourself. Don't beat yourself up. And just try to get back to the task at hand. So say you're a writer and you're writing an article and you just need to finish the article, but you want to, I don't know, you want to get up and check something or go open the packages at the front door or whatever it is. Just give yourself 10 minutes and maybe you might just finish that whole thing and then you're done and then you have free time. Try to give yourself 10 minutes and see how you feel. Just that act of self-control has been shown to give people so much power just because you're not, you're not telling yourself, no, no, you cannot have that piece of chocolate, not at all. You're just saying, hey, just give it a beat, see how you feel in 10. For me, just exercising a little bit of self-control leads to more self-control and it feels manageable. So say I'm working for hours and I'm like, I'm just done. I'm just wiped, but I'm so close to finishing a project. I try not to let myself get distracted. Even if I have those urges, I say, just give yourself 10 more minutes. And I try to just power through as much as I can in that 10 minutes. And it's just such a good exercise in not giving into the initial urge and just giving it a beat. You don't have to answer that email or text right away. Because we know in losing in, do, in doing so, you can lose focus entirely of what you're set out to do. So how do we eliminate the phone distraction? You could put your phone on silent or you can put it away if you can. Or maybe you just figure out how to keep it around and kind of, you know, see when something comes in, but not attend to it. That way our loved ones don't feel like they constantly get a distracted version of us. And we're able to finish tasks, keep a clear focus, finish it to completion, and then move on. Do you ever have tasks that you do that you feel like you're doing tiny little bits of it and it just like is the project that will never end? 
That's just the worst. Even if it's something uncomfortable or something you don't want to do or just something that feels, you know, boring or annoying, I've just found that if you can power through it, even once it gets uncomfortable, avoid that urge to stop because you're going to have to come back to it. It's not like it's going to go away for most things. So try to have intent around how you're spending your time and not give in to that initial urge. I'm telling you, if I can just tell myself, nope, just 10 more minutes, it helps me so much because you want to see like, what's my friend texting me? That's more exciting than what I'm doing right now. But I'm telling you, just pushing through the discomfort, how you feel at the end of it. Same thing of a workout when you don't want to work out. Not allowing yourself to get distracted and just finishing it. First of all, it's over sooner. Same thing with writing the blog, writing an article, whatever work project you have to do, uncomfortable, annoying workout, whatever it is, push through it and it's done. And then do whatever it is you wanted to do, but do it in your quote free time. Now it's no longer a distraction. It's your free time. Do whatever you want. Play Candy Crush for two hours. Watch Netflix for two hours. Whatever. That's your free time. Don't feel guilty about it. Love it. Enjoy it. Do it. But do it with intention. Don't do it in between things so it's done as a distraction. Do it after you're done with your things. Whenever you've set out to have that free time, that's when you should do those things you love, not in between all the other things because then it's really just a form of a, of a distraction. Again, traction is any action that pulls you towards what you want. Distraction is any action that pulls you away from what you want. For me, it's been the most powerful to think Yes, this is uncomfortable. Yes, I would rather do something else, but I just got to push through and finish it. Traction, forward motion. Don't don't let the distraction sort of get the best of me because it just eats away at my day. When I'm able to have a good focus day and avoid distractions, I really find that I'm so much happier at the end of the day because I feel like I got more done. I'm less frazzled because I'm not bouncing from thing to thing to thing. And I just have like a more clear focused mind. So say you want to scroll social media, perfect. Do it at a set time or once your other things are done or maybe you have a free 20 minutes while you're waiting for something, perfect, do it then. But don't do it as a distraction because I'm telling you, it just leads to to bad habits that are really tough to break. This all comes down to self-control and that could be one of the hardest things, but I'm telling you, it is freeing. This whole thing is so freeing Because if you are able to push through the uncomfortable, you will feel so much better. You will feel so much better if you don't constantly try to just avoid discomfort, but if you just try to push through it when you can and navigate it. And with our relationships, even though it can be tricky and difficult and sometimes it's hard to know when to cut it. I'm telling you, the more time you can spend face-to-face with people you love and not have technology in front of you, the better quality that relationship will be. And it's tough. But I've really learned that most things can wait. Most things aren't urgent or emergencies. And even if I'm just tired and I'm just chilling out with my kids, I just now chill out with my kids. I'm not checking my email and doing those quick responses that at least gets through the email list. No, I'm better off just doing that, you know, the next morning. So say I'm chilling out with my kids and I'm just, you know, trying to get some emails done while we're just just hanging out. 
because I'm it's end of the day, I'm kind of tired. I'm also attending to them. It might take me an hour to go through those emails. But if I did it in the morning without distractions, with a fresh brain, fully focused typing, I could probably get it done in 15 minutes. So why am I giving my kids half of my attention for that whole hour when I could just be loving them and playing with them and listening to their stories of the day? I feel good because I feel like I'm being productive, but I'm also with them. But I also don't because again, why do we always have to be doing many things at a time? And so sometimes I'll feel like I didn't get enough done in a day, but I'll say, you know what? Sometimes you just got to call it. And then the next morning, I'll power out those emails in 15 minutes. So I had that quality time in the evening. It took me way less time in the morning because I'm sharp and I'm ready for it. I'm not distracted and I'm fully focused and, and I'm working hard and working fast. And then it's done. The same thing is accomplished, but I'm not constantly dividing my time to where I'm always doing multiple things at once. I guess it's kind of the the opposite of multitasking. It's focusing on what you're doing when you're doing it, knowing that you just you just have that moment and being intentional with your time, being intentional with how you spend your time and how you divide your time and the attention that you give to your loved ones, the attention that you give to projects you want to accomplish and work projects, uh, maybe projects around the house, anything that's important to you. I do a lot of podcasts on goal setting and knowing your priorities. So we want to know our priorities and we know that our priorities are shown by how we spend our time and how we spend our money. So we know our priorities. We know how, what we want to accomplish and what we want to spend the majority of our time doing because we've outlined it in our priorities. So now what we need to do is focus on traction and avoid distraction. That's it. How to be awesome at not living a distracted life. Again, this one is a work in progress for me, something I will keep working on, but I really feel good that as I build new habits, get rid of habits that aren't serving me and 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 giving me more distractions, I feel like I will really be a lot happier and, and get some good forward motion on this. Let me know how you do. Let me know where you're at and what you're going to do to not live a distracted life, to avoid distractions and have you know the deepest, most happy, meaningful relationships with the people you love because you're avoiding distractions when you're with them and spending your free time with intention and not allowing distractions to intervene with that. Having your hobbies and doing what you doing what you want to do and not feeling guilty about them, but doing them during set times, not when you're trying to avoid something uncomfortable. I'm telling you, we have to embrace discomfort and focus on the self-control that is involved with all of this. It's not going to be easy, but I'm telling you, it is well worth it. Thank you so much for listening. Please let me know what you've thought about this podcast at Lindsay's Cloud on Instagram. I love our conversations. So let me know what you thought. Let me know your takeaways and how you're going to implement this into your life. And I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.